Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. I'm scared. <laughs> Do you know what that sound means? It means it's Halloween. It means it's Halloween. Happy Halloween! Yay! Hi, everybody, and welcome to the October 31st episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. Happy Halloween again. And we have some things to talk about, some Halloween and some not. Some of which, well, maybe all of which are a little scary. Yes, absolutely. Before we get into, well, shall we say, the guts of this podcast, because it is Halloween after all, let's give you a reminder about our upcoming free event. Yes, we're finally having another one. Remember, the Capsis registration is now available for the Capsis phone event that we're going to have on the 16th. And the registration link will be mysticaxis.com slash phone class. And it's all one word, phone class. So don't put a dash in there, phone class. So that will get you registered. And we'll be talking about the Capsis phone more. We'll be talking about comparing it with other phones. And it'll be fun. So, so let's talk Halloween first, since it's Halloween. We were thinking earlier about something fun that we could talk about, because last time we talked about our little Halloween critters that we've purchased this year. And this time we were thinking about taking a little stroll, a very brief one, down memory lane, and talk about Halloween costumes. So what was your favorite? Like, What was the very favorite thing you ever did? My very favorite costume was a homemade Freddy Krueger costume. Nice. With the hat. I got a big hat it wasn't necessarily his hat but it was a hat <laughs> and my mother put makeup so it looked like i was burned all over because for those who don't know freddy krueger which who may or may not he stalked people in their dreams in the nightmare on elm street series and he had a glove and on his glove were blades for how do we say this pg um well, I think you figure out what the blades are. <laughs> I for. think they got the picture. <laughs> so the disappointment for me, which just seems kind of silly but makes kind of sense, is the glove that I bought, and that was one of the things that I bought for the costume, was a left-handed glove. Cool. Not a right-handed glove. <laughs> but it was, you know, there was a striped shirt, red and white striped shirt, and then the wrists were all cut up and torn, you know. And it was really cool. That was actually my last costume that I ever wore out. And I remember, because I was going out, it's about 15, I was going out with some friends of mine, and 15, we weren't really trick-or-treating. We were going out with my friend's younger sister's friends so that they could go out and trick-or-treat, and we were just kind of dressed up, having some fun. But I remember the year, because it was snowing on Halloween, which does happen from time to time. And other costumes that I had when I was younger... I had one of those, and we all remember them, those costumes with the plastic face and the rubber band that goes around your head. And the costume barely lasts the night when you're going out trick-or-treating. It kind of gets ripped and falls off. But for me, one of them was a Superman costume. You know, you had the plastic cape and the plastic costume, and you just wore it. And it never made it home in one piece. So that was one thing that promptly got tossed at the end of the night. Another one I had was Darth Vader. And it's Darth Vader, and I never realized it at the time because I was very, very, very young. It had a yellow front with a picture of Darth Vader's head on it. Makes sense because you don't want a first grader 
going out in an all-black costume. That just is not cool. No, that's not safe at all. <laughs> no, it's not. And we used to have these little plastic pumpkin lights that we would have shining walking down the street, you know, going out as a family. And it was fun. You know, you come home and the parents raid your stuff before you do and take all the good stuff. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we used to get snow on Halloween, too. And it was a pretty regular occurrence that every few years it would snow. And that was kind of a fun thing. At least it would have some flurries. It was never really huge snow, but there was always some flurries every once in a while. So that was cool. My primary one, I was a witch multiple times. And I had the little nose with the wart on the nose, you know, and her tattered dress. And, of course, her big, tall hat with the wig, you know. <laughs> it was fun. It was cool. And then my mom would do my makeup and, you know, make sure I looked nice to go out and be an ugly witch. So that was fun. And then, you know, when I'd get there to trick-or-treat or whatever, I'd do my little witch cackle and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I remember one dramatic Halloween losing my witch nose. And we eventually found that I think it was in, like, the floorboard of the car or something. But that was not fun because I lost my nose. My nose came off. That was unfortunate. I know I did that multiple times because my dad used to make my broom for me, you know, which is really cool. He'd just go out in the woods or whatever and make me a broom. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So I had my broom to go with my costume. So I did that many times, actually. It was probably my favorite. And I know one time I was, when I was really little, I remember being a pumpkin one time and I remember being a strawberry one time. And I don't know which of those... I won some kind of contest or something. I guess I was very small for my costume where I was a runner-up or something. Like I said, that's how small it was. I don't really remember which it was, but I know I was both of those at one time or another. And I didn't trick-or-treat as long as you did. I <laughs> I was 11 the last time I went out, and it was fun and great. That one I particularly remember because it was my last time, and it was fun. And you come home and gorge yourself. And I think what happened that year was I had a bunch of friends who kind of showed up and there were four or five of us hanging out in my living room, you know, gorging out on chocolate. So that was really cool. And, you know, we had the plastic pumpkin buckets and everything that we take with us and get our loot, separate out the really good stuff. Somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody would give out caramel apples for Halloween. And that was always the thing you wanted, you know, to get the caramel apple. For, I can't remember who that was. But there was somebody who always did that. And because I lived in a rural area, mostly we would go to, you know, people we knew. So we wouldn't go, like, out into town or anything. Because town, from where I was, was, like, 25 minutes away. <laughs> you know, town wasn't right there close. So we trick-or-treated. Anything that I did was, you know, just going to family members and people we knew or down to the local store or whatever. The people who ran it, we kind of knew them. And they had barrels and barrels of candy. <laughs> so my poor mom... She's still in that rural area, and unfortunately now she doesn't get any trick-or-treaters. So she doesn't even get to give out anymore. My mom used to give out awesome loot when I wasn't trick-or-treating, when I was past the age to trick-or-treat. But when she would still get the occasional trick-or-treater, she gave out great loot. She would actually make up trick-or-treat bags, and every one of them had a Swiss Miss hot chocolate with marshmallows in it. I mean, you know, can you really get much better than that for a chilly Halloween night? So, I yeah, just, loved my trick-or-treating. I just want to clear something up. Okay. I did not trick-or-treat at 15. <laughs> I went out with my friend's sisters and her friends <laughs> for trick-or-treating. Just to clarify. You can't tell me you didn't have any loot. No, I didn't. You had no loot? No. I probably you didn't stole... take any of their loot? You didn't suck enough Probably. Anymore. They probably gave me some of their loot. <laughs> you can't go out and take kids around for trick-or-treat and not get a little bit of loot. Well, she wasn't a kid. She was only two years younger than we were. 
We were okay. 14, well, she 15. was still trick or treating though. So. Well, she was. Yes, yeah. she was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> but just to be clear, I was not. But I used to have. I remember one time we were going around, and I was little, and I tripped. Oh. <laughs> and my whole candy just fell all over the sidewalk. Oh, no. <laughs> what a tragedy! What a tragedy! Everybody had to stop and help me pick up all my candy because oh, I mean that candy. that little pumpkin was pretty full. <laughs> it's amazing how much you can get in those. Yeah. You can cram those down and get lots in there. Did you ever get the houses where the people would give out like the whole candy bars? Yes. Those were awesome. You always wanted to hit those. Hit those early. Sometimes I wonder if I ever trick-or-treated this house. That is interesting. You and I have had this conversation before because it was close enough to where you grew up. And this is an old house. So it's very possible. It's very possible. That you trick-or-treated the house in which we now live. Which is kind of weird. (laughs) It is very possible because it was around this type of area that... You know, we would all jump in the car and, and go. Oh, I was a princess one time, too. I forgot about that. I had a little tiara, and I guess I was a fairy princess because I had a wand, and the wand had little streamers, and it was like a star wand. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was fun. But we just wanted to take a little walk down and talk about the types of stuff we used to do and trick-or-treating and things like that. I was a vampire once with the whole vampire cape and the vampire teeth and all that stuff, too. There you go. That's cool. Just in sitting or talking about it, you remember more and more and more. You do. You start thinking about it like, oh, wait, I wonder. Because you know you went out, you know, multiple, multiple years. So you had to have had some fun costumes that you may have forgotten about over time. Seems like I did something with teeth one time, too. But I'm not remembering what I did. Huh. Anyway, it's fun. Hopefully you guys have your own fun memories of going out and getting your loot and your favorite costumes and what you did. Or maybe how you dressed up your own kids on Halloween. What fun things you made or created or or bought. I really like the fact now that on a lot of these services, you can get your party city and your other places delivered. So you can just have them find stuff for you and bring it home and start your crafting. Uber Eats. You can do that with Uber Eats. You can do it with DoorDash. You can do it with a lot of these services. Oh, does Uber Eats have Party City, too? That's cool. They had something where they were talking about getting your party stuff, your Halloween stuff delivered. We've got your CVSs and your Dash Marts and, you know, stuff like that, too, where you can get stuff really quick, too, for, like, your candy bowl and stuff like that. If you accidentally ate all the stuff that was meant for the candy bowl, whoops, can't say we don't blame you, then you can get something quick. If you were trying to look for stuff for the candy bowl, now you can get it cheap. Yeah, probably if they still have it in stock. There's probably nothing in stock right this second if you're listening on Tuesday, but by tomorrow, it'll be all good. So let's talk about another scary event. Yeah, this is a little different. (laughs) We think that maybe over time, when recording these podcast episodes, we have perhaps given an incorrect impression to you guys. And that is that we go out, and everything's great and wonderful and hunky-dory, and nothing goes wrong. And we always try and tell y'all when something goes wrong. But sometimes, you will have a situation where, as they might say in the UK, things really go pear-shaped. And Chris just had one of those, and we want to talk to you about that, because sometimes things don't go right, and sometimes when they go wrong, they go very wrong, and this is one of those. So I had to go somewhere and do something a couple days ago. It really doesn't matter what and where. So I book my lift, I leave the house, and... All's fine. All is fine. All is great. I didn't know how long I was going to be there, or I would have just done a round trip. All would have been fine. Yeah, we actually talked about it, too, but we really weren't sure what was going on in terms of the task that he had to complete, what it was going to take, 
And so he decided not to do that. He's like, nah, you know, I'll be good, whatever. And of course he had his phone with him because he has to get his rides booked and he had to do something with his phone at his destination. And you never, you know, you just don't leave without your phone. Right. So I leave and I am in the lift and I decide to launch Blind Square, okay, to get location around me. I've used GPS, as you know, for 20 some odd years in one way or another. And when I tried to get my location, Blind Square would say your location and it wouldn't give anything to me. So that was the first issue that I ran into. So I get there, the lift driver drops me off and I go in, I do what I have to do. And it was literally like three minutes that I was in there. I was literally in there, probably talking to the people in the place longer than having to perform the task. So I leave and the guy's like, you know, you're going to be okay. I says, yes, I'm just going to call, you know, an Uber or a Lyft or what have you. So I went outside and tried to open Lyft. It didn't work. It wanted me to verify my account because I had just changed my phone number like before leaving. And I wanted to update it in Lyft in case something were to happen. So Lyft crashed. So I tried to open Uber. Uber crashed. So I tried to do a bunch of things with the phone. I'm standing there restarting my phone, blah, blah, blah. I can't do anything on the internet. And that was kind of weird because I could still receive Apple messages and I could send and receive texts. So if you're talking about Apple messages, those are texts. So I was able to send and receive texts and make phone calls, but I couldn't do anything other than that. So needless to say, I'm standing outside a place that I don't know where I am. I mean, I do know where I am, sort of, but I don't know where I am. So I couldn't exactly walk home. I thought about it, but had no orientation to guide me along the way. Because before I left, I decided, well, I don't need to take the Stellar Trek with me. Um, there are advantages to having onboard maps, as we talked about with Blind Square, because Blind Square, like a lot of these apps, get their maps online. If you're not online, then you can't get the maps. So I'm restarting my phone. I'm doing all kinds of stuff in there, trying to figure out how I'm going to book a Lyft or how I'm going to launch Uber. So I called Kim and I said, we got a problem. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get home. I had one cab company in my phone. I could place and receive phone calls. Again, place and receive phone calls, send and receive texts. That's about all I could do. So I called the cab company. Instead of a nice human being answering, which probably would have done that the last time I actually used a cab, which is probably about five years ago, a nice, friendly human being did not answer the phone. So here you are talking to a interactive voice thing to book a cab. And you're in the middle of the street. Well, you're not in the street, but you're outside. Yes, you're outside. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Okay. So it was funny because this lady was in her car and she was trying to back up or something. She goes, sir, how far do I have to go to back up? I says, I don't know. She goes, what do you mean you don't know? I said, because I can't see you. She goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Here I am. You're holding this colorful cane. Right. And maybe it's, that's the problem with the colorful cane. You know, That could be. They're not red and white. Like mine's gold and green. So maybe that's... Although some people are just oblivious. Completely, right. utterly oblivious. Yes. So here I am. 
booking this cab and it said, please state where you are. So I had to tell it the address. Then I had to tell it the destination. Then I had to tell, you know, and each time I'm doing that, you have to press one to continue. So here I am with my touchscreen phone. We all have done this where you're trying to locate that one on that virtual keypad. So I did that and it goes, please state the name of the passenger. And I'm like, oh, now I got to state my name in the middle of who knows where and who's around or whatever, you know, name, address and all that other stuff. So I do it. Sorry, I can't understand you. <laughs> it's like, okay. So basically, I was able to book the ride. It had said that it would be there in 20 minutes. It was there in 40 minutes. And then the cab driver calls me and he goes, I'm over at Bagel J's parking lot. He goes, can you see me? I says, no, I told you last time we talked, I'm blind. <laughs> people don't understand that. Like, that doesn't ring for people. I don't get it. Like, what don't you understand? I'm not low vision. I'm total. Like, right. there's nothing here, you know? So he goes, yeah, I can see you, but can you see me? I said, no, I still can't see you. So he goes, okay. So he pulls up in front of where I was instead of at Bagel J's parking lot. It was really kind of funny, but I, you know, I get home. Not only when I get home, I gave him a credit card that apparently was expired. So I'm just like, oh, if one thing just adds up to another, to another, to another. And I think the moral of the story is that we're really spoiled when we're out and we're connected to stuff. You're connected to the internet, so you can do all these fancy things with knowing where you are. I had no idea where the car even was. I couldn't track him. And then I found out there was an app for the cab company that you can book your rides through the phone. But again, you can't book your rides through the phone or track. Then you don't have access to that unless you do the phone thing. So it was just one of those days where, you know, what could have gone wrong totally went wrong. And I have my VPN automatically come on when it connects to cellular. I don't know if that was the issue, but that might have been the culprit. Although there were some weird internet things going around. Yeah, the, there was that more than day, that going on. That had nothing to do with me, so it might have been whatever VPN server I was connected to was affected by whatever was going on with the internet. So I don't know, but it was kind of strange. And then I ended up getting home for something that would have taken 20 minutes maximum, took an hour and a half. And I'm so grateful that it wasn't a cold day, that you weren't freezing to death while you were standing out there, that you were just able to not be really uncomfortable while you were standing there. Other than being distressed, because you're thinking, how am I going to get home? And the other piece that happened in the midst of all this was, before he called the cab company, he said, could you try and book me a ride to get me home? And I was like, yeah, let me see. And in Lyft, apparently, that's not a doable thing. Because it sees where I am, and it says where to, and I can't change where I am to say his location, and then have him brought home to me. And just, you know, he would have to say, hey, my wife booked this ride. Or you would have said it in the notes. Or I would have said it in the notes, exactly. And, you know, I'm stranded and I'm trying to get home and my wife had to book my ride because my phone's taking a crap. So <laughs> it was impossible for me to do that. And tell them about the weird thing we're experiencing with Uber where I could have done that. If anybody knows please how to tell do us. it, please tell us. So we're trying Uber and we're trying Uber Eats once again. And every time we go to book a ride, it comes up with this thing, please agree to terms... I'm over 18 years old. It says, check the box. With voiceover, there's absolutely no box. There's absolutely no way that we have found to activate that screen to continue to book the ride or just place your order. 
and we've turned on the screen describer thing. We've tried everything we can think of, and we can't figure it out. There are two unlabeled buttons, both of which take us into the terms of service. And from there, there's no way seemingly to do it either. We've tried, and we cannot get this to work. So we're losing our minds. So even had I been able to book him the ride, I would have gotten to the end of that, and it would have said, agree to the terms. And we would have been just as badly affected. I don't know if that's a teams thing or family thing because we did join accounts the but other day. But that's the other weird thing. I have a family profile and then I have a personal profile. And I've been unable to click on the family profile. So I'm really lost. I'm really not sure what's going on and how it works. And unfortunately, I really like the Uber app. So I would like to figure this out. When I was in there the one time, it says for someone else or for me or, you know, you can book rides for people. We were watching a YouTube video where they totally booked an Uber for somebody else that they didn't know that actually brought them to an address. So we know it can be done, and that would have been the best way for her to book that ride because there was no way to, you know, there was no way to know where you were. And I think we get very very used to that idea that you can book that ride or you can do things or know where the other people are at the same time and then you're kind of i felt like it was like early 2000 when i was out there waiting for that cab to come yeah you thought it was 2003 and not 2023 you didn't have that instant access so i think we get spoiled with instant access and knowing where people are and stuff so but it was distressing because we had things to do and he had to do things, and I was in the midst of doing things, and I was worried about him, and he was stressed out, and we were just trying to figure it out. Because the most important thing, of course, was getting him home and making sure he was here and not stuck out there all day. Yeah. If I would have had the Stellar Trek, I could have found a bus stop, and I could have taken the bus home. Except you had no cash. Right. I had no cash, but I had credit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you could do buses. With credit, you probably cannot. So the other thing, of course, we learned from this is take 20 bucks with you in your wallet <laughs> at all times. Just have 20 bucks somewhere in your somewhere. wallet. Yeah. Because you could take a bus home. I could take a bus home. I could have taken, you know, so. The other thing you could have done, because the guys where you were, where you had gone, were really nice. You could have gone in there and been like, hey, can one of you <laughs> do something? Whether that be click on the terms thing for Uber or... But I couldn't get to the terms But you thing. couldn't get to it. That was the problem with that. That's why that wasn't going to work. But if you had been unable to call that cab, one of them could have called the cab for you. Right. Done something. Absolutely. So there so. are ways to get out of these crazy situations, generally speaking. It's just a matter of kind of having the forethought to think about what you need to do and how you need to move forward. And don't and melt down. Yeah. When you're stressed, that's hard. It is. So I'm grateful it wasn't 30 degrees. 30 degrees would have been okay. You still would have been really cold. You didn't have your gloves or anything with you. Well, that's true. But if it was 30 degrees, I would, well, I don't know. If you're going to be there for a minute, you probably wouldn't have taken your gloves. No, you weren't expecting to be there for long. We thought it was probably going to be 15 minutes max, and you weren't prepared. So right. there's that. But it all worked out. He's home. He's good. But it's just one of those things to remind you that, number one, we have these issues, too. (laughs) And number two, you kind of have to think ahead. Mm -hmm. What will you do if you get into a situation like this? And you want to know what the kicker was? You decided at the last minute not to come. Right. I may have had the same problems you did. You may have. I may not have. It's hard to know. Right. But misery shares company, or what is that? How does that? Misery loves company. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
So, but he's safe. He's good, and these things happen to all of us. And it's just what's your game plan going to be if you get into a situation like that? So it's a good reminder for us, and we thought we'd share it with you guys to kind of remind you that sometimes it's good to have a game plan because you can't always rely on that person or that app or whatever it is. One time I was going somewhere for business. I was going to Cleveland, and I thought, well. Stupid me, I'll travel without money because I thought I'll just take a Uber or Lyft to the hotel from where I was and everything's all set, payment methods are good. And what had happened was when I got out of the airport, I found a cab, got into a cab instead. And I thought, well, he'll take credit cards. So I went into, I got into the cab and I, and I, literally before we left, I said, You do take credit cards, right? And he goes, My machine is broken. And I'm like, Oh, good. I only have 20 bucks to my name, (laughs) you know, in cash. So we had talked about it. And he says, you know what? He says, I need gas. So what we'll do is when you get to your destination, fill up the tank. It'll be the same amount as the fare. And we'll both go on our way. So that is exactly what I did. So in that situation, it worked out. But what would you do if you get into a cab with no cash and their credit card machine is broken? Whose fault is that if the credit card machine is broken? Who knows? Just the luck of the draw, that was the car that I picked or picked me or what have you. And I'd never done that before. And all the times that I've traveled, I've never, never had less than, say, $120 in my pocket in cash. And vowed I would never do that again. It's more of an embarrassment than anything. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode and this scary episode on <laughs> Halloween. Few tricks, few treats. Exactly. So we'll see you in November. November. So much to look forward to in the next month. And we hope you're excited. We're excited. We got fun things to share. So we will talk to you in a new month. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, mastodonmysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.